Welcome. This is a special interview series here. I'm Rancid Meat, and this is my little barbecue sessions. The idea kind of got sparked a while ago when I was building my deck. I put the barbecue out there for the first time and kind of standing there going, well, what next? And thought, you know, it'd be really nice to be here in the nice weather, sitting, drinking a couple of cold beers and grilling up some steaks and talking Clash to people. But unfortunately, none of my friends that live around my town play Clash. So I ended up thinking about doing a virtual barbecue. As I became uh, finished Town Hall 9 and started thinking about upgrading to Town Hall 10, I thought of this little series about maybe we could talk to some people from the KFAM about being a Town Hall 10, about starting one out, what to do first, and how to kind of grow your account, uh, which direction to go to become an equal Town Hall 10, or maybe just a 9.5 for a little while, and all the way up to becoming a, a maxed war machine it's the clash i've arranged a few interviews with people here it's not going to be a long series but uh today our first interview is with jamie jamie has been part of the the kent family for a while now um, he does all of our graphic design for the clash files and i thought he'd be a great guy to have on Jamie is uh, also a brand new Town Hall 10 like me, and I figured that this would be a great place to start, just having us hash out a few ideas and seeing where we want to take our accounts in the next few months. So, Jamie, welcome. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on to our special interview series here. Hey, Rancid. Thanks so much. It's awesome to talk to you. Uh, so just to give you oh go ahead i was just gonna say maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh you personally how old are you a little you know you don't have to give us any specifics uh <laughs> what what do you do because i know you've got a really interesting job connection um you know things like that yeah i'm uh i'll say i'm an er- i'm an early 40 something i'm not a 29 like uh like some other people around the clan but uh <laughs> I, uh, an early 40 something, um, I, uh, married to an awesome wife, uh, have an awesome teenage son, um, that, uh, played Clash early on and then like all other teenagers kind of got into other things too and, you know, kind of went his way and I became the Clash guy in the family. But, um, you know, day to day what I do, I do, uh, the easiest way to understand it is I'm what's called a a digital marketing manager in the automotive industry. So I work for a, a really big automotive group, um, uh, you know, roughly about 100 stores um, in the United States. And if you look at things that happen online when it comes to how things are advertised and how stuff flows one place to another in terms of inventory systems and whatnot, um, that's kind of my gig. Um, and how they look and search engine optimization, reputation management, and um you know, it's 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 a pretty dynamic thing um, in the automotive world because um, you know, uh, big budgets, month in, month out, that that, that kind of thing. So it's yeah, it's you... high stress, which is where the game kind of comes in. <laughs> okay, when did you start playing Clash? I actually looked this up the other day because I heard somebody else talking about this, and my first achievement was December 2013. So I had picked it right around Thanksgiving or so that year. So I was pretty much right, probably first week in December uh, 2013. Okay, so you're coming up on two years. Yeah. When, as growing up, you're about the same age as me, um, what did you play? What What was your kind of gaming experience throughout that time? Yeah, this will definitely date me, but the 
first game I ever grabbed as a really, really little kid was <laughs> my parents put in Pong when I was probably four years old. Uh, and that was the first thing I probably ever saw on a video screen. And then, uh, you know, quickly went to the Atari when that came out, of course. Um, you know, first real console you could put in your house. And, uh, you know, that it went from there. Then uh, Nintendo, and, you know, I'm one of four, so... You know, it was a little bit of everybody's games, of course, with the console and all the cartridges you got to put in and out and everything. But, um, you know, when I could play, it was, you know, the NES system. And then later on, the computers, you know, as you got into the 1990s or so. So, Jamie, where are you in the game now? I, I know that you just became a Town Hall 10, but what's your builders, your defense, your offense, your heroes? Where are you that, at that point? Yeah, sure. The... Um, I'm one of these people that, in fact, and actually until I met you and some of the folks in Kent Farmhouse, I thought it was odd because I'm one of these people that likes to max everything before I move on. So I maxed nine totally, including the walls, except for the heroes, which was my downfall because I finished everything else so fast I had nothing else left to do. So I came into 10 completely maxed for a Town Hall 9, except for the heroes, uh, which are 22 and 21, and once the queen's going to go to 23. Uh, today, sitting on like 150,000 DE because there was a war going on and I wanted to have her. Um, but at, besides that, I'm, uh, you know, I have all lavas, but I have switched over since going to 10. So I've been a Town Hall 10 about 9 to 10 days, and I'm at 9 uh, zap walls now uh, as purely a way to dump gold because so far I've only been spending elixir. Um, except for, of course, the um, upgrade in the clan castle. So that had to be done with the gold. But other than that, um, I started Town Hall 10 putting all four car uh, army camps um, on upgrade um, just through raiding. And uh, the um, castle, of course, um, was going to max, the um, spell factory to max, and the lab to max. And then as soon as the lab was maxed, the very first thing I did was start golems in it to max them. Uh, figuring that I would go ground at first for wars as a TH-10. Okay, so you've gone pretty much the exact same upgrades that I have to right out of the gate. The the CC, um, I did my lab and my spell factory. I gemmed those because I just didn't want to be without them. Did you wait for the time, the six days for those to finish, or did you speed them up a little? I actually waited the time except for the lab. I wound up with so much elixir saved where i had the camps and everything ready to start going that i just wanted to get the golems going so i think i gemmed two days on the lab but other than that i waited like for the spell factor i waited because i tried to use as few spells as possible okay because you're like i said i think you're about maybe three days behind me my cc just finished last night uh i got a day and a half on my second camp and i gemmed my golems yesterday for the war i had uh about 12 hours left, and I thought, well, you know, for the extra juice, I might as well give it a try. It's not too bad at this point for the cost. I did Didn't... exactly the same thing. <laughs> I waited till five minutes before I had to raid, and I just finished them. <laughs> it, it didn't really help, as no, anybody no, can no. attest. I, I still got one star 47%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I got to get out of the mentality that a, a troop upgrade or a hero upgrade is going to be the turning point because it's not it's the practice that's really the turning point once you get yeah, it, exactly. it you still have to learn how to use it. It, it it yeah it's not some 
magic wand that's going to be bopping people on the head to make them better all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like a shiny toy you haven't read the instruction manual for yet, but you're going to take it outside and play with it anyway, and then yeah. you're surprised when it doesn't work. <laughs> so you're working on what right now as far as what would be your next upgrade once your camps are done? That's actually kind of where I'm I'm kind of wondering what to do at the moment because the camps are going to be done. The I have the lab open right now. And in fact, um, one of the things I was going to chat with you about a little bit is what to do next because, you know, I, 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 I kid you not, I'm sitting on 8 million elixir. I can start anything I want um, in the lab. And so I got to stick something in there since the golems came out late yesterday. And uh, after that, you know... Elixir wise, don't have anything except to start putting that into walls too, and start just keep doing the, you know, the lab upgrades one after another and putting everything else and just building up the walls into all zaps uh, or to move on to defense. So I'm kind of on that seesaw right now, like, yeah, which way do I go? I'm kind of there and I have to make the decision today, to be honest with you. I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do, but I thought that the Giants would probably help me most short and longer term. I'm thinking about maybe incorporating some giants in Town Hall 10 raids as far as war, because you start getting 10, 12, 16 of those things in there. They're doing a lot more damage than golems are, and there's as many hit points on the board. Um, Yeah, that happened uh, in the war yesterday. Someone suggested, um, because I'm so early on in 10, to just fill the CC with giants, and actually that was a good call. Because they just sucked it up and allowed everything to get into the core. And Inferno's just paid attention to them. They and the golems. It worked out really well. I think for farming, it's going to help me a lot more. Because I use so many giants in in my raids. That it's just going to make getting the loot a little easier. Especially the dark when I plunge into the center with all my giants. Adding all that uh, hit points there is just going to make it a lot easier to take on. You know, the farming tens and things like that out in the wild. Yeah, you got like that uh, gobbledygook army, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bargalabola. There you go. <laughs> that thing is is rocking it for me. What what's your gold grab in your elixir escapade at? I am sitting. I, I guess it's probably like everybody. For some reason, the elixir is always higher than the gold. Uh, it seems like that happened to me. But I am. The gold is just under a billion. Um, I think it's 9.90 yesterday, last time. Because I, I kind of wondered if I was getting close to the billion mark. But looked at the gold. I should say uh, Elixir was 9.90. The gold is 9.40. So they're both getting pre- pretty close. So in the upcoming weeks, that'll definitely happen. I was, I was shooting to be in the billionaire club by the time I got to, to 10. So I'll be in 10 a couple of weeks before I hit it, I guess. It took me till just after 10 to get to... Uh a billion on gold and I was just before I went to 10 that I was, I hit it on elixir. Now, ah, how okay. long have you... so I am right behind. Yeah. Oh geez. Yeah. You're neck and neck with me as far as I'm concerned. You're that brings me to some other questions just about sort of your gameplay yeah. and such. When did you come to Kent? Cause I can't remember exactly. I came in in May. I want to say it was probably the second week in May. That was when I got talking to Halligan on Twitter and then uh, Natalia, and then eventually you as well. It wasn't earlier? Because I know you were in the, the farming contest in May when things went nuts, when the economy uh-huh. exploded and everybody had loot, and you were keeping pace with me. Mm-hmm. Your numbers at the end of that month were right behind me. 
it probably seems like earlier because I've been on uh, Twitter for a while and I've chatted back and forth with, um, you know, Scotty in the past and uh, Daddy, who's one of the YouTubers and people like that. So you may have seen me around just in conversations as well beforehand. Okay. I just, well, then you did better than me in the contest if you came in partway through. That's <laughs> all there is to it. Your <laughs> yeah, banger smashed everybody, time. but. Uh, yeah, I think he sleeps with it on his pillow next to him. I don't think he sleeps. Well, yeah, to be honest, you're probably right. You're probably right. I, ha- I have wondered. It's absolutely, um, anybody that hasn't seen his, his base or the amount of time it takes him to get things like that, I, I, I have no idea how he does it. It's like all of a sudden it's done. Well, uh, Gear has accepted to be on the, uh, the uh, little stream we were doing here as far as being another interview. So we'll get oh, some so of his insight as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to gain some really good information for him. So hopefully yeah. it'll help you as well. Um, so you've been with Kent family since about May. Yeah. Uh, you started your town hall just recently. When you started, I, again, I got to give you kudos for being a farmer. Is that your main gameplay style or have you transitioned as a nine and going into a 10? Are you going more into the war end of things or are you looking to push? What will be your gameplay style? Well, I started out when I started the game, it was kind of always raiding and building new things was just what I liked. I liked upgrading everything. I liked getting everything maxed out all the time. That's how I started the game. And Early on in the game, I started talking to um, the YouTuber Daddy because there was no Clan Wars. You know, when I started the game, it, the Clan Wars didn't come in for about six months. And he was probably the best, you know, the best farmer giving some information about farming that I could find at the time. So I started kind of chatting back and forth with him once in a while and, and learn everything I could about techniques for doing it fast. And um, I right away just kind of jumped around from clan to clan because, you know, I, I didn't know how to choose one. And I wasn't particularly interested in anything except growing my own little, little base. I hadn't kind of grown into the social aspect of it because I didn't really know anybody in these, in these clans. And eventually I got into a clan um, that is part of the Parliament of Owls, um, part of that, that group with Deep Ride Oprah. Okay. And um, I got in there because I was listening to a podcast um, that Scotty had, Scotty827. Uh, and he was interviewing one of the guys from there. And I thought, oh, this guy sounds pretty cool. So I contacted him and um, you know, they were gracious enough to let me in because I was a completely, I think at that time, a brand new Town Hall 8, I want to say at that time. And I kid you not, one week after I joined this kind of high-powered, really social clan, clan war started. I never knew, never saw it coming, and it just began. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what wound up what wound up happening was I stayed with them and kind of tried to figure out clan wars at first, but they were everybody in that group. I was probably one of only five people that was below a TH nine, maybe, and everybody else was a nine, a max nine, a ten, or or probably you know ten of them were almost max tens. So it was really really hard not to feel like the real new guy. Um, in wars and kind of I was kind of lagging behind so I wound up dropping out of them because I was like I wasn't learning anything you know I couldn't I couldn't learn from them because they didn't have any of the same troops it had been so long since they were at the same level um, all that kind of stuff so my, my beginning part with war was a frustration but now I see it as a challenge so I kind of enjoy farming 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 and getting everything maxed out and then when we have these these wars which we you know we do pretty back to back actually in Kent 
um, I kind of like just the challenge of it, trying to strategize it. You know, I love puzzles. That's kind of how I look at it. Okay, so where is your main account now? My main account is actually the only account I have. I only play one game. Um, okay. And it's, in, and it's in Kent. It's in Kent Farmhouse. Okay. Now, how often do you get a chance to play? What's your play style? Are you more of a sit for a, an hour, a couple hours, or do you are you kind of logging in and out during the day? Normal is, is I'm one of these people I like to, my farming style is, because uh, that's what I, you know, besides, assuming we're not warring, um, for a farming style, I like to probably play three times a day um, in a set way so I can play for a period of time. Uh, usually a solid hour during lunch. I'm, I'm really gifted with the fact I can kind of just be alone um, at lunch, have the iPad open and eat my lunch and just raid, 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 raid over and over again. Um, on a boost, and I do that um, always in the middle of the day. And then usually at the end of the day, I may do the same thing again. And on the weekend, um, usually I can get more two-hour sessions in. Yeah, it's it sounds a little like me, where you, you take your boosts when you can get them, and during the day through work, and take advantage of a couple of hours of free time on the weekend. Yeah, you're just like, oh, you know, I, you know I'm up early in the morning on a Saturday. To, you know, We don't have to be anywhere for a little while. I'll sit on the back deck and just hit boost and go, you know? So for your farming, what kind of a, uh, an attack strategy and army complement are you using? Uh, this is going to sound funny, but it is so simple, it's ridiculous. It's um, two barracks full barbs, two barracks full archers. I take nothing else, and spells are completely loaded with heals and uh, poisons. That's literally it, just straight barge, no bombers even, nothing. And I just raid over and over again, um, Anything, obviously, on the outside for the collectors and then the storages that are maybe within two layers um, of the exterior, I can get into all of that stuff and get out. And I will literally just take um, the collectors, the storages I can get to, the DE that I can get to, usually with the queen, and then I am out. And I, because I'm on a boost, I don't even wait for the next army to be done. I, I just hit go and go right back in again. And I literally do that over and over and over again for an hour. That's how I build the build the resources. Okay. What are you looking for in loot? Like, what's your your minimum limit that you'll bother with? If I'm if it's strictly just uh, like right now, you know, when you start TH10, you need elixir. That's kind of what you're. You know, we were just talking about that. Um, I'm going to look for anything that's 200. So I'm looking for 200, 200. However, if I see DE that is at 1300. I don't care what anything else is. I'll just go and take that. And it doesn't matter that it's a negative on the elixir. I know Kent did a, a little mini push for a couple of days there before everybody kind of gave up. Um, yeah. Were you part of that? Yeah, I actually was. And um, I think I wound up going to Masters. It was top of Masters 2, Masters 1, um, which was the furthest I had gone. I think I went to 20... Uh, I want to say maybe it was more like 27, 28, 2800, something like that. Um, and that wound up being the highest it ever gone. And to tell you the truth, I was glad when uh, we all decided to just go ahead and end it when we did because it was getting boring because I couldn't do stuff as much as fast, you know, because I had to load these larger armies to do it. You just are not a pusher then. I want to do it, but I had this. Uh, I, if, see, if I want to do it, I'm kind of about maxing things. So. If I want to do it, I want to go all the way up to the Titans League, and I'm not going to do that with the troops that I have until I'm way more loaded down. So 
to me, it's kind of like, eh, it's fun to play with it and see if you can go up a little bit. And then, you know, I consider myself lucky to get fairly high up and then I get bored with it. Uh, later on, when I can try to go all the way, then I'll definitely do it. Okay. So earlier on, you alluded to the fact that you're going to be dropping some defenses uh, and kind of figuring out when you're not planning on going the 9.5 path then? My problem is if I go the 9.5 path, knowing me, I'm going to wind up maxing all of the walls and I'm going to be stuck just doing heroes after all of my troops are done. And I'll just, I would just be riding that out and I would just feel the itch too badly to want to max the rest of the base. So I will do 9.5 until I get bored with that. And uh, I don't know exactly when that's going to be. But um, it may be sooner rather than later. I don't know how long I can keep up with that. That's I've been having a few conversations with people over the last little while about what to do, what direction. Um, I think that for early on, you just end up being you know a nine point three, a nine point two five, something like that, because uh, there's other things to do, and you can even just invest some gold in an inner ring of walls around your town hall or around, you know, some core defenses or something like that to dump the, the gold into while you're saving the elixir. Exactly. Um, really? I, you're at about the, the, what's your heroes again? I'm sorry. They are 22 and 21. Archer Queen's 22 and I'm sitting on, a hundred and a half DE right now, so I'll have to decide which one to move up today. I just I'm kind of in a spot because of the camps. I have to you know I have one builder free and I gain gold so fast I usually keep one available to dump into walls. Well, if I, and again I was using that little clash tracker app thing that you can kind of input what your base is at and it'll tell you oh, how yeah. many days and the resources and things. You've got about thirty five, thirty six weeks of hero upgrades. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just in in you know, if you were to leave it for the seven days per, you have uh, I believe it's twenty nine weeks of lab upgrades. Yeah. If you were to do all the dark stuff and all the, if you've got max troops at nine going into ten, you've got about twenty nine weeks. Um. So they're all going to balance out and, and you'll end up in the same place at about the same time. As far as those upgrades go, uh, you, it'll give you a constant source of, of DE spending while everything else is going on. And you'll, you may end up like a, just kind of finishing the race evenly with your walls, your uh, defensive upgrades, and your offensive upgrades can be timed at your point, at least I, I think pretty much evenly because you've yeah, got that... only about 129 days in uh, gold upgrades when you start out, which is, I'm not sure what that exactly works out to in math, but maybe four months. So yeah, not that, quite um... the time for the, 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 the lab upgrades. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Cause the, the defensive upgrades. They're gonna. This it sounds funny, but the defensive upgrades are the easy part for me. The hard part is the darn um, hero upgrades because there's so many of them, um, and they're all a week in between. So the, that's the real drag um, for timing. But they're so important if you want to war and you want to war well. Um, they become more and more important the higher you go. So you have to pay attention to it. For you now going up, 
did you max your dark spell factory before you went up? I did. This the dark spell factory was max. Um, I haven't done anything with it since I got to uh, Town Hall Ten, just because I got so much, so many other things going on. Um, and, and I started by moving the poison soul up. That was the first one that I paid any attention to. I think I did poison as far as I could go, and then I did haste. I didn't mess with the EQ because four of those seems to take down anything anyway. Has it? Do you think it's made it a lot easier in that early transition? I remember when I was at nine, having the spell factory down was just such a pain. Yeah, it it was actually it has made a, a nice difference because I noticed if you take um, the poison you know, and then the you know the CC troops that come out, it's especially if you're only using a barch army, they can really annihilate you if you don't have anything. So the poison came right at the right time for me because um, you just drop that and you don't have to deal with it. And the um, the EQ is actually really nice because, again, if you're using an all-barch army, if I see enough there um, in the camp, I mean, you know, there's some of these camps now that have, you know, three and four hundred of each sitting in them. It's well worth dropping four EQs to take out two different layers of the walls, and you just walk right in with your barch army, you smash the whole thing, take everything. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I've been using them. So... As you go with your troops, uh, you've started golems. Have you made a decision whether you're going to go with the free spell or are you going to go with something else? I my problem is I'm either it's either going to be wizards or freeze, and I, I'll use them both. So I have to make that decision today because I, I probably I think I told you earlier I'm sitting on eight million um, elixir to do it with. Uh, so I need to go ahead and and, and do it. But I, the, the problem is I want both. Um, I want the wizards and I want the freeze. So I may go the the path I was chatting with Uda about um, earlier from uh, Kent and um, uh, probably max out the freeze maybe and then go with um, the wizards because in the end the freeze will allow me to bring more and more um, troops in and not worry so much about the Inferno. The first upgrade's only five days, so it's not that long out. It's not like another two-week upgrade that you got to wait for. I, I definitely see the advantage on that. Even the, the second... Getting it to level three is—is is it six or seven days? I don't know yet. Yeah, I think it's right at a week or so. So in in a week and a half, I could have the thing through three. And you've added two more seconds to it, which is that's a big benefit. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, yesterday, for the first time, attacking a, a, a th ten in in a war as a th ten, it it would have helped greatly. I mean, it was a. The, got to the core, no problem at all. The town hall went down, and then everything just petered out at, I think it was 47 or 48%, so it was almost a two-star, which as a brand-new TH-10 would have felt like a pretty decent effort. Okay, so the your barbs and archers, the farming army that you use, you don't think that that needs any strength, any improvement? It, it's working well for you? So when would you do them? I would do them at see I looked at it as priority of do the is try to do the best I can in the wars and then go back to the farming because for me I can farm with what I have I'm at coming in with TH9. I'm pretty good at farming. So um I'm looking at hey get the um the war troops um up as best you can so you can attack as strong as you can right now. That helps me and helps everybody in Kent. Um, you know, put more wins on the board and then go back to doing some of the farming, um, you know, composition um, characters uh, next before I worry about some of the stuff I, I don't use, you know, um, yeah, and then I'll go to the stuff that I don't use quite so much at the end. 
Okay, so for wars, what are the attack strategies and army comps that you're looking forward to using? Really, at first, as a new THN, I got to get down what I was trying in the most recent war, um, which is sort of a, um, in, this was a one where I had taken uh, four gall. I think it was a four golem attack uh, that I tried. Of course, I don't have all the camps done yet, so I did a, you know, I made uh, three, brought one in in the CC, and I brought um, three or four wizards, uh, no, sorry, three or four witches, uh, the rest wizards, uh, some wall breakers, and uh, some minions and uh, archers to kind of clean up some trash on the outside to try to get to the 50%. And my, my letdown yesterday was had I had um, better wizards, it would have made it because, you know, only missing 3%, you know what that is, it's like, you know, a, two buildings, a building and a half, and I would have been there and... You know, if I had gone in there with 14 wizards that were maxed, it probably would have happened. Yeah. I just hate seeing those raids that you you know that even though the troop upgrade isn't a magical wand, it was on that 1%. Yeah, because, I mean, I you know, I don't blame anything. It's my fault. I lost, I you know, I, I lost it. I only got one star. But, but at the same time, realistically, if you had better troops, 3% probably would have been yours. <laughs> So that kind of brings me to another point. Now that your camps are upgrading, your CC is going to be finished. Is it finished or is it going to be finished soon? Uh, I think it's finished some, uh, Sunday. It'll be finished Sunday. Okay, so, so with, this, with the CC upgrade and the camp upgrades and having the extra spell, are you going into war a little differently? Are you now more often to look at your equal or attack up as opposed to maybe as a 9 Going down one or two for a better chance at a three, are you are you looking more at the uh, hope for three on a on a higher base, but really looking for a solid two, or are you now kind of concentrating on the fact that you've got the the extra firepower to really get that three in the nine range? Well, I think I'm going to do what I did, what I wound up doing in the in the very first war I tried um, as a TH10. I'll probably just work harder at that which is go after one of their, you know, medium to weaker TH10s trying uh, to learn the TH10s attacks on, on those to at least put two stars on the board against a 10 as a 10 in the first go. And then my second attack, like I did yesterday, um, you know, for cleanup, uh, went dropped down to a TH9 and just rolled over a TH9. Uh, which was really fun, actually, to be able uh, to do and to help out at the end of the war. Um, I'll probably go that route for a while so that I can learn 10 really well before I try start trying to rely on doing two raids on 10, because I would love to be able to be one of those players that, you know, is, is never going to get a 3 on a 10 all the time. I, I, it might happen for me someday. I might get good enough to do that. But a 3, uh, a three sometimes on a 10 and 2s the rest of the time, you know, being considered, you know... a a guaranteed guy, two stars on the TH10. Uh, I'd be good getting there and then building from there. Yeah, I, I'm working on trying to attack, be able to attack up and down with success where we need it. The two stars up and the three stars down, but uh, I still got a long, lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. I'm one of these people. I'll attack wherever is best for the client. I don't care what's in it for me. I'm, I'm just, you know, like that. That's how I look at the board, you know. Um, but I like the challenge, so I, you know, I, I'll. I'll look at the challenge. I may scope the whole thing out of my head, roll the whole thing back and forth in my head for 15, 20 minutes, 
and ask somebody else what they think of it, and then they'll totally suggest something else, and I'll completely change my mind, do something different. But it's just <laughs> the way the wars go. It's, that's what makes it fun, you know? It's, it's a nice um, break away from your normal thought process on a day, you know? I mean, you're talking about wizards and golems and spells, and, you know, you're not talking about having to make advertising. Come on, you know? It's great. The world that Clash of Clans gives me is almost, it, it creates an even further disconnect from the people around me because no, they don't play it, so they can't associate anything, and then it just sounds kind of dumb and kid-like or nerdy or whatever, but it is that nice escape that you can get from even my spouse. <laughs> yeah, my wife is uh, is hysterical. She she refers to it as that game. <laughs> just funny because she knows <laughs> You can't take it serious, you know? <laughs> yep. Now, she thinks yeah. it's cool that uh, we're all in an awesome group, though, and that we get along really well and we enjoy the game. My wife has definitely been very supportive of everything that I've been doing, uh, especially since the podcast has kind of taken off. So oh, in the yeah. background, she doesn't... Even more, sure. Yeah, she doesn't do anything for the, 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 the cast specifically, but, you know, she'll do dishes once... Uh, more a week so that I can do the cast and things like that. So I got to give her a lot of credit, but, uh, oh, that's awesome. So that is awesome. Your heroes. Uh, what's your thought on those? Uh, you've got a ways to go. Like we said, about 35, 36 weeks. And I hate to make that sound so daunting. Um, but what's your plan for them? How do you, uh, I mean, obviously you're going to take them to 40, 40 because you're a builder and uh, that'll be the way that you kind of go. Um, just to get to that end point, but what direction and which heroes do you think you're going to work on harder and, and first, or is it going to be sort of an even transition? You know, I think I've actually thought a lot about this one into 10 because I need to get them up higher than they are right now. And what I've sort of worked out in my head is the one I use the most because you know, I'm kind of a farmer at heart. So the one I use the most, you probably know I'm going to say this, is the Archer Queen. Um, because, you know, the king will bash through the wall really nice, but she's the one that can reach out and grab the DE out of the center for you. And um, so because of that, I was actually thinking if I should, I'm definitely going to take her at least to 25 right away, but I'm wondering if I should just take her to 30 and then bring the king up. And once I get them both at 30, then take her to 40 and then bring the king up, because I really rely on her more day-to-day in the game. I use them both um, as tools in the war, but I don't think that, um, you know, having the king five behind the queen or nine behind the queen is going to be a gigantic difference until I get them over 30 or so. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. Most of the people that I talk to, they're, they talk about five-level jumps, you know, a difference of five or sometimes 10. Up until 25, I had them at about a two to a three-level spread. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I said, okay, I've, that's when I really decided to concentrate on my queen because I felt that, you know, she was going to be doing more like you, uh, gaining the, the dark elixir and the other resources that are in, in the center or just surrounding the center that she can reach out and grab and get in quick for. Yeah, exactly. The, the war people, they all stress the king especially after 25 because, and I agree that he's got so many hit points on him that he he becomes that fourth, that fifth golem almost. When he's enraged, you know, he's just, he really does a lot of damage and can really cut through a lot of good stuff. 
exactly. and tank for your 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 troops coming in. Um, I still haven't decided exactly which way I'm going. I know I want to take the queen to 35 and then maybe the king to 40 and catch her up afterwards. I think is that's kind good, of my that's plan. That's a really good way to look at it, actually, because I was thinking once they got to 30, then it would become a really big deal war-wise. Um, you know, before 30, I'll probably take the queen to 31st and then catch him up. But then it's going to be a whole new thing because then you then you're talking about getting near maxing the game at that point. Well, I've been watching a few Queen Walk videos, and I noticed that the the king is a lot of times deployed in front of her, um, a th- halfway through, three quarters of the way through her walk. I tried to do one, and it just my queen just took forever to get through everything. I just couldn't believe how slow it was. I had about a minute left for my attack by the time she got halfway into position. And I was like, oh, crap, this is not going well. <laughs> but watching some of these videos, I'm seeing that the king is out there first and those added HP, even if you're just using it for, uh, you know, a bit of a farming technique, um, whether you do the, the the super queen or the queen walk, he seems to be involved a little bit more, so I want to maybe see if getting him up, once I get her to, t- to 35, if adding those extra 10 levels to him is really going to make that um, final sort of getting into position to, to start making your dive into the base, if it's really going to make a big help or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's you know, it's a, I do that debate all the time. It doesn't feel like a hard decision to make because you know how long it's going to take you to build up the rest of it, <laughs> how long mm-hmm. you're going to sit there and hit next, 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 you know what I mean? Before you can, before you get another chance to make a decision again. And then no matter what, you're not really sure you made the right one anyway. So you just need to, just need to kind of pull the trigger on the deal and go ahead, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, in the end, it's, it's just a game. It can't go that badly, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So as a new town hall 10, you've seen all kinds of high end attacks, especially being involved in uh, the, the, Kent family, we've surrounded ourselves with a lot of uh, great players and great clans that are we're friends with or part of the family. Yeah, there's um, some amazing players in the Kent family, that is for sure. Yeah, even just surrounding us, it's just incredible, the community that we have. You've seen some of these attacks. Do you think 40-40 heroes are enough? You know, I think um, it, it seems like they maybe at the moment, but it just feels like it's going to, you know, they're letting people get further with heroes earlier in the game now than they used to be. And I'm wondering if it's because they're setting up extending, you know, the heroes. So you're either going to move the hero levels up and or you're going to create a reason why you really need to have them up, which, you know, there's eventuality of them moving the game to another phase in some way, you know, another town hall level or another complexity that we don't know about in the game. And I really feel as though the whole game's kind of being set up that way, as well as playing around with what to do more with war and, you know, better matchups and, and all these types of things. You keep the whole kind of, um, you know, ecosystem flowing, you know, your people like war, pushing, farming, you know, clans, sociability, all that kind of stuff. How do you mix it all together? But I think the um, the definitely the the heroes forty the forty forty is not going to be enough, it, and it feels like it's not going to be enough fairly soon. Okay, that's kind of the way I'm thinking too. Is that forty forty is just not enough? And yeah, it's good. I mean, you see these people that have forty forty, and they still two star every town hall ten attack. You know, just having them isn't going to make it happen. You know, it's not yeah. a guarantee at all. 
So have you done um, your resources or are you thinking about starting your resources? The the dark, the third drill, uh, the last pump and mine? I did drop the um, the pump and the mine and I dropped the dark drill and I think I took it to the third level. And the only reason why I didn't do more than that was it was sucking away from you know the amount of elixir that I was needing to get the army camps going and whatnot. But because um, I'm going to have just pretty soon nothing else to do except troop upgrades with Elixir, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to max out the drill, and I'll go ahead and max out the mine and um, the new pump as soon as the camps are done, because then I'll have the builders free. Because right now it's all about builders. I have to keep one free all the time, because i got to keep dumping into walls, or I'll literally build up so much gold that it's just sitting wasted, because it's just sitting at 8, you know, at 8 million plus whatever... Um, you know, holding in the CC from wars. And I just hate to waste, 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 waste. So I'll, I'll kind of go at a pace where I always leave one available or time it so that I'll have one available again in a day or something like that. But then, yeah, I'll probably, within the next few days, I'll start maxing out the new um, Elixir-based uh, stuff and the, um, uh, what do you call it, the pump, um, just to, uh, the Elixir pump, just to have, you know, all those maxed out. Why not, since you have them anyway? Yeah, and they're adding HP to your your board, as far as I consider. Um, yeah, it f- fills in more blanks for the war around the you know what I mean. So you get you get more surrounding your your base for the war setup because I kind of roll with a, an anti three setup. Um, late in TH nine, I started doing that, um, and it worked well because it, it's actually never been three starred. Um, even they have tens that come down and only two star the thing. So I figure I'm doing pretty good with it. Stick with works at the moment. Definitely, yeah. Have you done your traps, or are you thinking about doing your traps, your bombs? I was. I was just, uh, this is funny, I spent so long as the highest ranked, just in base weight, TH9 out there, probably when when you left and went over to 2.0 is probably the, the time when I wound up flipping to be the highest weighted TH9, so I spent so long at the highest TH9, you know, and feeling like I should attack their strongest TH9 all the time, all the time. <laughs> it's felt kind of good to be like, you know, second or third from the weakest TH10 in the list, you know? <laughs> so it feels like, whew, you know, I'm, I'm not ranked the number one guy anymore. I'm kind of enjoying that for a little while. So I've worried about, um, you know, as I start, if I start upgrading the traps and all these things, what's going to weigh more into their war algorithm? You know, how's that going to weigh in? And so I've, I've wondered if I should do it because you probably know me well enough at this point to know I want to max everything and I'd rather max it as fast as possible, but I have to know when to slow down. I can tell you that I did all my traps. I put them all on the board while I was building up the resources for, um, you know, my camps and things like that. So I had nothing to spend gold on at the moment other than walls so i figured i'd dump some into that i got one of my giant bombs maxed and all five of them are on the board the seeking air mines are all on the board and at town hall nine level same with the air bombs and i put the extra spring trap down put the and maxed the the extra skeleton trap and it didn't change my war weight at all oh nice well i'm the, the same you're, you're weight the test subject then rancid so uh you know what i'm the, gonna be doing anyway over the weekend so I it's a way to keep your builders busy for another little while. I the only reason I stopped was because uh, you know as I gradually got the the resources for each camp, I needed to make sure you know okay I'm getting close. I need a builder for tomorrow, so I'm not going to involve this. And 
once they get up to level four for the giant bombs, it takes like three days. So I just didn't have the time to tie up a resource. But uh, my next builder will come available uh, tomorrow, I think. So what I'm going to do is finish off my or start a builder on the Dark Elixir drill, get it to level two. Uh, and then max it out because I'll have that time in between now of the the two weeks for my giants to finish. I can build up the resources for that. Um, finish my pump, finish my mine because they're at level nine and level eight. I was doing those in between as well before while I was waiting for my camps, just timing my builders right, like you said. So uh, I'll finish those. And another one that I was asking about, and I think I got a bit of more of a definitive response, is the air blowers. It's another you know, I think it's six days or seven days to max it out, but apparently it doesn't add any weight to your base, adding an extra 50 hit points to the building itself. Oh, see, and, this, is this, this is probably what I should go ahead and do then, because I hate having builders sitting doing nothing, and eventually I want to max the base anyway, so I can just do all of that, you know, um, you know, work on getting all of the standard troops Matt, go ahead and maxed out in the lab and getting the heroes, you know, climbing and climbing closer to 40-40 and then deal with the stuff that's going to weigh me down in terms of base weight later. And just kind of leave that and do all those last. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on my numbers just to see when they jump. Uh, I'll try and, uh, the next thing, like I said, what I'll do is max out all my bombs, get the seeking air mines to the max level and get all my giant bombs maxed up and see if it changes my weight and then start working on the blowers and max them and see if it, I expect maybe a jump of, I might go from, I think I'm a 76 now, maybe I'll go to a 77, which isn't really that much, but between that and maybe two levels of heroes might cause me to jump up in a few walls. But it'll give you the opportunity to spend, it's going to be a costly upgrade. I don't know exactly what the cost is off the top of my head, but the last one was like 4.7 million or something like that yep. in gold. So it's a good place to dump some gold right away if you've got an idle builder, I think and I hope. Um, one of the other defenses that I kind of got a little bit of information on that might be something worth to try is apparently the Teslas don't add a lot of weight either. And... I like that idea to max out my Teslas early because you can't tell. And if you look like you haven't maxed any other defenses, that's a big damage surprise, I think. Yeah, you know, I heard that. It seems like on one of the podcasts, it might have been you guys talking about on Clash Files, um, really recently somebody was talking about that. They were talking about that and ADs, I think. And I thought, ooh. Uh, definitely the Teslas are easy because, you know, you max them, nobody even notices the things. They think, oh, you're just a new TH-10, and all of a sudden you got maxed out Teslas popping out. Yeah, basically all the hidden stuff just is is to the max, and it, it can be a surprise to a 9 or a 10 that's coming to attack you. So I'm yeah, especially kinda... when you think one of these TH-10s is thinking they're going to come in and beat up on the new guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So We'll see how that goes, and like I said, I'm going to keep track of my weights just to see what they do. Uh, they'll probably be the first defense that I do, just it might be a worthy upgrade. Yeah, I felt pretty good, because even in the, the very first time I came into a war as a TH-10, um, defensive-wise, they're almost straight across only one-starred my base, which is basically a TH-9 base, um, and they're number three to two-star it. So I felt like that was a pretty good win as a brand new TH10. I thought maybe they might roll me. <laughs> so 
when you get to the point of adding the heavier weight defenses, what do you think that you're going to add first? Have you thought about that or? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking that the, you know, what everything in me says, you go ahead and do the mortars first. Cause the splash damage, you know, cause you know, as a, as a really nasty looking TH 10 people, what you want to like do is keep them away from your DE and your core. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't think I've ever had, um, my t- my town hall inside it's just permanently in the uh you know in the eastern corner on the board um so probably what i would do is max out the mortars because uh, you don't have to reload them and uh let them scare everybody away as they try to come in to steal the de um and to help with the people that send in 18 giants to try to it's probably people like you rancid that send in like 18 giants to <laughs> four to try to go in there and steal the de but uh, probably do that first, and then maybe the archer towers actually, just because of the rate of fire that they have. Um, they really do an amazing job killing off everything. Um, so I may do the um, mortars, and then jump to the um, archer towers, and then go wizard towers and outward from there. Assuming I do the Teslas, which I think I'm going to do what you just suggested, I'll probably go ahead and max all of the Teslas because pretty soon I'm going to have builders once the camps are done. Not doing anything because I only have two heroes and I got some piddly, um, you know, pumps and stuff to upgrade. But that's not going to take very long. Yeah, and they're like a two week upgrade or something like that. It's just a, a, an astronomical amount of time now. Yeah, it's like you forget that you started them, and then one day <laughs> you one day you watch a recording of somebody that attacked your base, and you're like, "Oh, that's a really cool Tesla." Wait a minute, it's Max. <laughs> like you completely forget about it. it. Is so that's what's so ridiculous in this game. It's like. The time is involved with stuff are just astronomical. I mean, if you told anybody that it would take three years to max a game and you really want to do it, they think you're insane when you tell people stuff like this. It's only people like you that I can talk to about this stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, getting into the game, you don't even realize it. Especially because, you know, the first four or five town halls you can do in a couple of days. You can say, oh, I can, oh, do 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 look at my progress. Oh, and get halfway through the goblin map and... You know, get out into a clan and stuff like that. But then nobody really talks about, oh, you know, I've been grinding at this for a year and a half now. Yeah, exactly. That's Those are the days where I think that they must be geniuses over there in Finland kind of sitting back in the war room going, you know, you know, this was their evil plan from the start. I don't think so. I just think it's very addicting. I mean, think, you know, people have a tendency, you want to complete things and you want to feel a sense of accomplishment. And people like growing things and seeing things get bigger and more powerful. And, you know, people think that's fun. And once you start seeing that, you want more and more and more of it. So it just takes longer and longer and longer as you go. And you're willing to do it. You're willing to put up with it because you want it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Do you have a clash budget or as part of your entertainment budget, as we'll call it? You know, the funny thing is I really don't because I've I've put very, very little into the game. Um I boost only once a day, um, maybe once on a weekend. Um, but my other, I forgot to tell you when I was doing my rate, my army rating compositions, I do if I don't, because I'm kind of miserly on this, on, on using gems for anything, I will do BAM. Um, I will add minions in. And if you just run, you know, two barracks, bar, two barracks, uh, barbs, two barracks, archers, and two loaded with minions, these are times when I have like, you know, uh, you know, I have a hero going anyway or, you know, war is going to, you know, I'm only one day out for a war. So I don't want to start a hero because I don't want to gem them finished because I always let them ride out, um, which is hard for me to do, but I still do it anyway. 
And um, so what I'll do is load up minions um, and I'll use them to supplement me because that way I can raid with speed still and I don't have to gem. And then some of the times when I'm gemming stuff, I don't gem in a traditional sense. I'll gem like one one barb barrack and one archer barrack uh, and do it that way as well and cut down um, on the number that you have to use. That way I'm only using like a gem box worth to do it or something like that. Um, so I kind of play around with it because I try to be... A, I'm just one of these people. I try to be as miserly with it as possible. Not because I necessarily have to, because I did. I did buy the fifth builder. I just couldn't wait. I was I was building stuff so fast. I just couldn't do it. So I did it <laughs> yeah. like halfway through halfway through Town Hall Eight. I think I did it. I think Hal said something like that on on the last, most recent podcast. And I, I was thinking that I think I probably did exactly the same thing because I still remember I was on vacation one day and um, I happened to be playing it sitting in a chair somewhere and. Uh, everything, all the builders were busy and it was going to be like six days before anybody was available. Everything was maxed. And I thought I really need the other builder. So I just got the building and that was it. Um, so <laughs> that's probably the most I ever spent. I actually remember exactly where I was when I bought that fifth builder. I was sitting in my truck parked, uh, uh one of the roads that I take care of and looking at it going, well, my wife's going to kill me, but I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Really needed the builder, <laughs> and, and I like, explained like it to her later. You sound like an absolute idiot when you try to explain it, so don't even bother. Yeah, no, I, I I tried to explain it to her. It's like so I can get things done faster. It's okay. It's only twenty bucks. That's all I'm going to spend. I promise. The important part <laughs> is just own it, be proud of it, move on. <laughs> I am a gemaholic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we touched a little bit about on your war. What are you using now? Or I see I had to transition. So I'm using something that I've never exactly done this way. I used a four golem and one. I'm extremely, you know, this because you're in a Kent family group, um, but we're extremely blessed because, you know, every troop I get donated to me is max. You know, you know how it is when you're level six, right? Yeah. Um, So everything's max. So, you know, somebody donates me, you know, max um, golem. I take in three others of my own, although I'll probably take four once I get the rest of the camps finished. And um, I roll in with that and then just enough bombers to get through the first layer. And I bring jump, uh, two rage, and a heal since I have the extra space now um, for the spell. And uh, wizards and just a handful of witches and then another handful of some cleanup, uh, you know, minion archer kind of stuff to strike at a distance to try to clean up some trash to try to get to 50%. Because all I'm trying to do as a new TH10 is to try to tear the core apart. Obviously, get there as fast, skip in there as fast as I can. And uh, oh, sorry, I should reverse that. Actually, the very first time I did it, I didn't get a golem donated to me. It was Max Giants I got donated to me. That was on Uda's suggestion, which was brilliant because then the multi inferno just targets all of them, and the wizards run in right behind it, and you know the scullies jump right over with the, the jump into the core and smash the whole core apart, which is great. Um, so you, you can get in there and get the town hall, and then the trick is to get the 50%, though. That's that's the elusive part for me right now, because I'm petering out right before the 50%. So that that's where I'm at now. So, I, you know, if I'll do that in the next war, uh, what is it, tomorrow? Um, you know, I don't know. I may talk to some folks again and try to massage that, and I'll probably have at least uh, two army camps finished by then, which will be nice. Yeah, those extra troops are really starting to come in. So are you thinking about... Uh, any of the hybrid armies, uh, maybe sending in some hogs or using some loons to kind of you know, clear some of the stuff on the, the, the defenses on the side that are inside? 
you know, that's exactly where I was wanting to go with the game next. That's the next level of rating for me because I got to a point where I felt pretty comfortable. You know, I could, you know, a midline TH9, I could completely smash. A high TH9, easy two star, no problem. You know, I can easily, you know, take out the core in that thing um, the way I was as a max TH9. I felt pretty good about that stuff. But as a TH10, I want to try to get into these crazy things where you have to kind of plot them out in your head a little bit more and think, oh, some some hogs to take out this left side just a, just a little bit and some balloons on the back side to do this just to try to make it all come together a little bit more. Um, I think that's probably where I'll go with it. Once I get some of the core troops we talked about maxed a little bit more, I think that'll be the next thing I try to do. I'm not trying to play it safe because, you know, it's just a game, but I, I really want to get um, at least two stars most of the time as a new TH as a new TH10 would feel pretty good for me, and then try to learn some much more um, finesse or higher end techniques to to really take me up a notch after that. Okay, so what resources do you use? What where what's the the pool that you use besides the Kent family and the the, the chats? Where are you getting some of your strategies from? Your I am a, I'm a huge uh, believer in 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 looking at uh, Twitter as well as YouTube. Um, and it's not because I think any one resource is like the best there is. I think it's if you look at a whole bunch of them and kind of look at them as a whole, you can learn quite a lot. Um, you know, I've watched the Jake from One High videos and those make me kind of, you know, hit myself on the, the head because they look so perfectly done that I'm like, ah, you know, this is going to take me forever to try to do something like that. So I get frustrated with myself. So then I'll, think, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. So then I'll start to look at some things like by Clash with Ash. Um, I really like him because he doesn't profess to be a max TH10 that can smash every TH10 to get three stars, and you must get three three stars as a TH10 or you're a failure in wars. He's more so, he walks you through how an attack works. Even if it doesn't work, even if it didn't win, what actually happened and the technical things that happened during the attack, and I really get much more out of that because I can apply that to what I'm thinking and trying to do rather than just watch somebody smash for three stars. Cause it just, that seems a little bit more unattainable sometimes. And I, do you feel like that too? Is that kind of what you do? Yeah. I, I definitely don't think that I'm going to be in the three star town hall 10 league. Uh, I might figure something out and come up with a moment of brilliance every once in a while, but it's not going to be something that I consistently do right now. My goal is, and you touched on it earlier about being high up on the map, in Kent 2, if we don't have uh, one of our other 10s come in, I'm sitting at the very top, and it's just, oh, crap. Okay, well, all I can do is hit a cross and down now. (laughs) I don't (laughs) get a chance to, to choose to go up. You're sitting exactly where I was saying that I was so thankful I'm not sitting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and man, I, I, I feel for you. It, I really do. That, that is hard because, you know, especially or you're, you're probably also the guy that when it starts to get near the end of the war, they're thinking, our TH-10 rants, he's going to swoop in, he's going to save it for us at the end. And it, you're so new at a TH-10, it's, it's just, it just feels really hard. Yeah, really one star superstar. That's what I ended up being that for oh, yeah. ten. It, it never it, we were doing really well, so it, it was nice and I tried something a little new. Um I my deployment was off and it, it really messed me up, but uh like I say I got the star at least, so we got the XP for it. But yeah, there is oh, that good. pressure. 
um, that as a new 10, you want to be able to go up and hit a 10 for two and then be able to drop down um, and clean up. Luckily enough for me, again, my cleanups have been a lot lower, so I can drop down 10 and hope to God that I, my plan is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I can get to a point in the, over the next few weeks here where I can, I feel like I get two on a 10 most of the time, not their top 10s, but a 10, because, you know, in this in the last Kent War, it, it was ridiculous. I think there were eight of us that were TH-10s coming into the war, and we were up against 13 or 14 TH-10s. I mean, oh, it was wow. kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, so I got matched up against, you know, right, you know, my straight across is like, come on, this is a guy that's, you know, already got two level two infernos. I don't have any, you know, I, you know, <laughs> it, it was kind of crazy. So I want, I think I took, uh, my first attempt was at their number 10, you know, it was, I was down a little bit. I think I was seven or eight and I've dropped down to 10. Um, to try to get the first one because it was the only one I probably had a prayer against at the time. But I know they won't all be like that. But um, yeah, and can't we? We're we're blessed with quite a few TH10s, and I'm trying to learn from them. I really am. I've just started, but I'm trying to learn quite a bit. Yeah, we've got some good tens in our clan. Uh, Batman, I want to give a big shout out to. He said uh, after watching my attack last war, he says, "Hey man, give me a PM if you ever want to talk war strats." <laughs> <laughs> Like, thanks, man. Awesome. I appreciate the help. I'm so sorry I need it. <laughs> thanks for throwing me the little life dinghy. <laughs> That's, again, the great thing about the family is that everybody's really good about it. They're not so serious that they're going to say, hey, you need to go and watch this video on YouTube and watch this video on YouTube and get better because we're really upset. No, nobody gets like that. They all just come to have fun, so... Oh yeah, I think my first my my in you know my in game chat when I got the one star at forty seven or whatever yesterday my my in game chat was you know damn that didn't exactly go right and somebody else said you know awesome for a new th ten it was nothing but support I was like cool because you know you feel sheepish when you crawl back to the chat you know and you don't want to comment on anything because you know you didn't do as well as you wanted to do and so it's really nice when you don't say anything sometimes. And people do nothing but say, th- you know, great job, thanks, thanks for the help, all that kind of stuff. It really, that, that's one thing I really, really appreciated um, about Kent. I've, I've been in some some good groups before, but this one is just absolutely off the chart. It's off the chart awesome. Yeah, I usually come back and I try and own up my uh, bad attack real quick. And it, it's oh, yeah. just like you say, you get the support. It's like, hey, you got the star, you got the, uh, you did a great job, you tried your best, that was a great attack, you know, it encouragement is all that comes from our group oh yeah i mean you'll get replies from people that will say hey man i thought i was the one star specialist (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i just love that so i'll throw you a couple of softballs here yeah no worries anything if you could have or add one level to any troop in the game it was a permanent level addition everybody else in the game can make their own personal choice what would you add it to Another level to a specific troop, huh? Take it up one notch. Well, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I kind of like the wizards. I, I just do. And it's because they're already throwing, you know, when they go to max, which I don't have yet, but when they go to max, it's almost like these, you know, powered fireballs are shooting out and then detonating whatever they hit. So I'm wanting another level of them because I'm wondering what in the world could they possibly do that would look stronger than that flying out of them? Kind of what I would, that, that would probably be the one. 
because you know the you know the archers already got the flaming arrows. You know the the giant. I don't know much more how rough looking they can make him, but I I'd probably go with it like that. Certainly not the uh, the goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've I don't think I've used one. People keep telling me to use them for cleanup in wars, and honestly, I don't think I've used one since Town Hall Seven. I keep maxing them as a troop, but I don't think I've used one since then. It's the craziest thing. I love my goblins for going into the center and getting stuff, uh, even oh, against I know. Inferno everybody, Towers. I know. Yeah, everybody talks about it. They're like, oh, you know, they gobble up so fast. You know, at the end of the, the end of the wars, they'll really grab you some extra points. And also, I'll probably start using them. But, um, yeah, so he would be the least one I would pick, I would say. What, what, Nick, what, what have you picked? If, if, what's I, I would have to go with the witches, just because an, uh, if you oh, were to go call. with... You know, that one didn't even come into mind right away. The upgrade, the the only two levels you get, you get an extra, is it one or two? I think it's between, yeah, you get two extra. You go from six to eight. So to go yep. from eight to ten or to twelve, four extra Larrys per those Hocus Pocuses, it'd just be, uh, it would be an even bigger wave. It would be just so entertaining. I, I always fall back on those for, uh, if I could see something develop on them or if I could use them a lot more. That, that, those are always my fallbacks. Is it not hysterical as, um, you know, even when you're a high TH9, is it not hysterical when you're attacking another TH9 and you're using witches, like even in a big go-wee-wee or something like that, and there's still five of them alive at the end to see how many of those little skulls are running all over the place, smashing it apart? <laughs> yep. There's just something really awesome about that. So if you were given a chest of gems... Uh, what is it working to? 14,000, I think. Good lord, okay. And That's a lot of money, Rancid. That, yeah, but you were you had to spend it within seven days, and the, if right. you didn't spend it, it was gone, but you could spend okay. the entire 14,000. What would you spend it on? I have to spend it in that amount of time, huh? Mm-hmm. And I give you seven days because, again, I took into consideration that you are a, a fabulous farmer. <laughs> That would be kind of rough. I mean, my first thing that would come to mind is I would try to max out the darn heroes as much as I possibly could. Uh, it would be a race to do it. Um, you know, gemming them finished or gemming the rest of the DE to then be able to gem them, you know, to start them and gem them done instantly. But even a chest of gems probably isn't going to get me very far with that because they purposely made that the most expensive thing you could possibly do. Because um, I think maxing that DE, you know, storage... Using gems is probably I've never even looked at it to see how much it would cost. It's probably absolutely ridiculous. At um, level twenty, I, it's only going to get you maybe four or five levels. Yeah, for, yeah. So forget that. You know what I would? You know what I would probably do is I would probably play the way I do right now, but I would um, max if I had it for seven days. I would use it to instant done as I got to each of the defensive upgrades and the troop upgrades. Um, and just do them as fast as I could. So I would do the elixir upgrades on all of the troops and just gem them done. As soon as I had enough, gem it done and start the next one, basically. And just do that again and again and again. Um, and get the darn last drill, um, the DE drill. Get that thing maxed out, too, just um, through farming elixir and then gemming it done. Just have it instantly finished. That would probably blow through it pretty fast. And anything else that I had left, I would start to roll some of those defensive upgrades we were talking about, like doing the um, Teslas and the traps and the bombs and, and all that kind of stuff. That's how I would do it. 
because I'm a you know I'm a farmer at, at heart, so I'm I'm not worried about having to get the get the resources. I just hate waiting the time for them to actually complete. That's the killer part for me. That's what I would do. I think I'm I'm on board with you there. I might uh, uh, boost my pumps and mines and elixir just to yeah, get all of that a little bit faster. The whole time, the pumps, everything. Yeah, maybe. And uh, again, because it doesn't really, it's over a week. It's anytime I'm playing, I'd, I'd definitely be boosted as far as the barracks and the spell factories go. But yeah, I think that oh, yeah. I would be. Camps, everything, spells, heroes, you name it. Yeah, gemming the, the completion time on stuff as soon as I had the resources ready to go, keep it going. And then if I was a little short, maybe top off the, the resources at that point. But you burn through yeah, it really so you have quick. You log that. off and have somebody hit you with 8 million sitting. <laughs> so I got one more for you here. Yeah, sure. Being the builder sense again, I thought of this question. If you, at different points in history, could be involved in any one building project of these three, what would you choose and, and sort of why? Yeah. Uh, a great pyramid, the uh, Roman road structure, or the railroad in the early 1800s and throughout that period of time in uh, North America? Ooh. Well, as, as everybody probably tells you, you, know, the, the, you shouldn't say it's a good question, but it is really a good question. But um, I'm going to have to go with, and anybody that knows me in my personal life would already know what I was going to pick. Um, it's going to be Pyramid. Um, the reason why is I'm a math guy. Um, I just love the absolute, you know, not necessarily how they achieved build, you know, building it and the people that had to be used to do that, but the mathematical perfection that was required to do it is just beautiful. I see something like that and I just see absolute beauty um, because it's just exactly right. And, you know, you, you, don't, you don't get an easy second chance to get something like that right at that scale. And I just kind of still in awe of that. Um, not to mention, um, it is um, easily you know, the, you know, in, the, in the category of simply the greatest man-made object that is still in existence. Um, you'd have to give it to the one single thing like that. Although the Romans would probably come in second um, with their roads or their aqueduct systems because they were absolute masters too. Okay, that's I, really, really interesting answer. It gives me a little bit more insight about Yeah, sorry, anybody that knows me is going to know my obsession with pi and, and, and circles and numbers. And it's just, I'm a numbers guy. I was an absolute math geek in school. I, you know what, I didn't know that, so that's, like I said, that's just really cool. Well, see, there you go, Rancy. <laughs> Always good to learn new things about people. And again, this is your first podcast, and like I say, I want to give you a second shout-out, the fact that you do our graphics work and, and you're involved in the Clashcast. Oh, I'm totally happy. That, that is so fun to be able to do something so, so it's, just, it's just fun to do, you know? I love mm -hmm. it. Uh, the, the second um, that you guys reached out and said, hey, is there anybody, does any with graphics or graphics design i was like oh bing me <laughs> i'd love to help because you guys know yeah, you so, were right so there nice and so welcome to me i would love love to help you guys anytime so you're on uh, the mailing list for meat products as well i do promise that that's coming out soon i know i a couple episodes i said that i was going to get that out and i've just been so busy doing all kinds of different stuff that uh, i've got it packaged i've just got to get it out in the mail and, oh no, uh, no worries. Well, uh, my, I, I told my wife we have to pl plot something proper from North Carolina to send to you. So we're on it, okay? <laughs> no worries on that. But uh, I am going goose hunting tomorrow, I believe. So I'm going to be replenishing the stock, and I'll be able to get more out uh, in a timely fashion. I really hope. 
Oh, Jamie, any anything, anytime you have it uh, to to do it or send it is an absolutely gracious thing. We really appreciate it. That's no problem at all. I got one last question for you. Your name in game is just beyond boring. <laughs> have you got a name change left? And if you do, what would be your top two or three things that you might go with? Oh, you know, I do have a name change left. I have uh, always, always, always in everything. Um, I'm probably the easiest in the world to find online because I'm always just my name. I know, I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> in this day and age. <laughs> but I really, um, you know, I thought about that when the, name when the name change opportunity came up. You know, I even, I'm a huge reader and... You know, there's so many you know, names you'll come across in, in books and whatnot, and you're like, oh, that would make an awesome Clash name. And, you know, and of course I get all the funny ones, you know, that people raid my base, and I've been attacked by everything from, you know, your mama to it's me and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, those things go, right? You just shake your head. You know, a lot of times I play in one of the Chinese uh, server things, so it's a lot of times it's just characters that I don't even understand. <laughs> but... um I'm probably going to be the only person that says this um, on your podcast, but I just want to be me. I'm just going to be Jamie, um, and I, I own it. I'm going to stay with it, and it's just who I am. You, you know my, my Twitter handle. It's not hard to figure out. <laughs> so it's, Well, uh, if I yeah. could give you a suggestion, and if you ever thought, oh, I, I really just, I got to disappear or something, um, now just getting a little bit for you and one that I've never seen out there before is Pi in the number form. Yep. I, 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 that just seems like a bit of an interesting name and you know, you've got 15 characters so you could take it to, you know, a pretty far decimal place. Rancid, you know, and the funny thing is my wife's going to shake her head when I tell her you suggested that cause she's going to know I want to do it too. Oh, I'm sorry and to uh, plant that little devil on your shoulder. Yeah, I may even tell people when they try to, you know, only the first time, but when they try to chat with me, if they only use 3.14, I'll say, no, 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 there's still 11 more. <laughs> <laughs> like that person you see every once in a while that's like, you know, X, Y, X, Y, C, Z, Q, and like, what in the world? <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know what? We're going to talk offline, man, because I, th I think you may have pulled me a name on that one, so... <laughs> All right. You're going to have to say thanks to Pi for the graphics now. <laughs> Anything for you. Um, how, <laughs> how, would, uh, how would people get a hold of you right now at least? Uh, right now, it's really easy. Um, you know, if you're, um, I should say, if you're in the forums, if you're in the Supercell forums, um, you can find me on there. And um, believe it or not, Jamie, uh, you know, by itself was, was taken. So you can you can find me in there. At uh, I'll come up as Jamie Stockman NC, and uh, on Twitter, my Twitter handle is just my first and last name. So I'm just at Jamie Stockman. It's that simple. Cool. And uh, you'll obviously find me if you're hunting around um, Kent and whatnot. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. But if you if you run some basic searches on the forums, I've been on there uh, for quite a while too. I just go in there to peck and answer questions to people, mostly new players, just try to help them out, especially on farming techniques and. Uh, early clan techniques, stuff like that. Well, you know, again, I, that makes sense that you were drawn to Ken is that we seem to be a bit of a, a teaching community. Um, we had uh, an application I saw in GroupMe yesterday of somebody applying to get into K2 because they want to learn how to farm better. So I thought, oh, yeah, bring them over. We're happy to have them. 
Yeah, I mean, well, it does say farm in the name, you know. But then, what, you know, once I was talking to you guys, I was like, no, the, the warring totally makes sense because you have your people that want a war, which is fun. It lifts the levels up for everybody else. So I like to do a little of each, you know. And then, you know, if I feel like I'm, I'm stinking a little too much in a war, then I'll sit one or two out and I'll come right back again. That's kind of what I do. Have you thought about roaming around to the other clans? You know, I want to come over, um, and I probably told you, I may have told you this, I really want to come over to 2.0 because I want to visit with Wilka. Um, okay. He is one of the guys that I tried for weeks and weeks and weeks to get him to come over to Kent because he and I were in a previous group together, and he's just a really great guy, and I want to come hang out with you and he for a little while and, and meet the rest of the folks over in 2.0 um, in-game a little bit more. So I, I think I'm going to do that. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, good, good time to move over. And actually, um, if, um, you guys are shorter on, uh, tens over there, so it might be a good time to come over and hang out for a little while because we can make some good donations for war and whatnot too. Definitely. Yeah. If you want to come over, we've got a little bit of room right now for sure. Um, and, uh, I'm sure that nobody in K2 is, or in Kent is, uh, there's gotta be a spot open for somebody to come back home because they're all roaming around in STG and Noble Hero and everybody's everywhere right now. So yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of room to, it's, to it's jump around. It's amazing what's happened with Kent blowing up and it just it stays right at 48, 49, something like that. I know there's probably a mysterious second account that kind of stays in and gets you know yanked out when somebody needs to come back. That kind of thing probably goes on a little bit to, to keep a little bit of space for those that want to roam around. It's awesome to have a group where you can go get some different experiences inside the same family and then shoot right back again when you're ready. And I think Warblade started up a scrimmage clan yesterday. It's oh, just, yeah. it'll, it'll be a level one. Basically it'll be, you know, a clan where everybody can just kind of jump into. So it doesn't affect everybody's wars. They suggested this a while ago that we start, um, when tip dog was talking about doing, uh, some arranged wars and having a, a fair play leader board developed in suggesting that okay start up a couple of scrimmage clans and use those for war and eventually they'll both build up you know because exactly. the it, it, you know everything in, in the world just seems to even out if you just put random people uh to war against each other or or have people come in as a, a clan group uh it doesn't really matter which one there is or which one they're in is that both are going to level up fairly evenly i would expect Oh yeah, with the players that are coming in, I would expect it'll probably stay in, you know within a week of each other, probably. So that's nice to see. Um, have you got anybody that you want to say hi to? Anybody that you want to shout out? You said you got a teenage son. Do you want to let him know that you're now on the interweb and you got a, you're right on iTunes or? Yeah, shout outs to uh, Christy and Logan at home. Um, they um, you know put up with me loving this game, obviously, um, and are very happy for it actually too. And um, also shout-outs to uh, yourself, Nat, Coop, uh, Hal, obviously. Um, love you guys. And uh, for giving me the opportunity to come into Kent and uh, be a part of the family. And to uh, also uh, want to call out uh, Geo from uh, Kent and Wooka from 2.0. Um, and they each know why. I love them from previous groups that we uh, shared some time together in as well. I've talked to Wooka a little bit. He seems to be an interesting guy and uh i'm going to be talking to him a little bit more about hunting and yeah he's game, the game preparation to uh publish the uh relaxation pictures <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah really nice place yeah exactly beautiful that <laughs> makes me jealous because i'm always at work staring at a big screen <laughs> i see it <laughs>
Yeah, I you know, thought the right, the right time to send them, I think. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he sends stuff that you could put up as your wallpaper for the day. Exactly, just, oh, yeah, beautiful nice. scenery in Minnesota. I think he's in Minnesota and just beautiful scenery. So he's got to be close to Gwen then because she's somewhere around there, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Her accent, I can't yeah, remember the like top of Yeah, a little bit of Norwegian but... in the accent, yeah. Well, Jamie, like I said, it's been a blast talking to you. I really appreciate uh, you coming on here and, and spending yeah, your time with time. us. It was awesome to talk to you in, uh, in person this way. I appreciate it. Anything you want to bring up? It doesn't have to be Clash-related. Anything you, you wanted to talk about? No, I'm really um, just looking forward to you know what the you know the next season is going to be as a group and as a game. I'm kind of really intrigued on what's going to happen in October and what their you know what the next step is going to be uh, for them. And uh, I know that no matter what it is um, with the group that we have, we're just going to roll into whatever transition there is. Hopefully, there is one, and it's just going to be fun because we're all going to figure it out together and try to figure out how to maximize it together and. Meanwhile, you and I will start trying to, you know, get 40 and 40 heroes as fast as we possibly can and eventually get bored just staying at 9.5 and just say, oh, I want to max 10 and just be done with it. And I know what's going to happen is the second I decide to do that, they're going to announce 11. <laughs> and I feel like, darn, you know. But, uh, yeah, I know I don't have to make a decision until after whatever comes out of Helsinki happens. I'm thinking that in November yeah. is going to be a really exciting month as far as for the war community and I'm hoping for everyone as well. Uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe a new troop and matching war yep. matchups would be, uh, you know, something that's going to keep a lot more people interested. Yeah. I'm going to race to get my troops done um, as much as I possibly can and work on the heroes as much as I possibly can, hoping that, that besides just a you know, more entertaining war setup, which I think is probably coming because they know people want it, if not right now, probably very soon, but um, so that I'm ready if they have some sort of new gameplay or new troop introduced. Um, it would be nice just to be ready to go for it. So I'm sure we'll be fine with where we're at right now. I think we're going to be there. Oh, yeah, and I think I'll still have fun no matter what. So. Oh, yeah, I don't foresee stopping play. I don't see any reason to stop playing. I mean, uh, it's one of those things that it just feels like it goes on and on, which is perfect. You know, I like a never-ending puzzle, so kind of like pie, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Jamie, thanks very much uh, I, for being the first guest on my little mini-series here of barbecues. So, like I said... Yeah, uh, but you I'm know, hope- in North Carolina, it's grilling. Not bar- barbecue means something totally different to a southerner, okay? I'll keep that in mind then. All right. If you're t- if you're talking the thing that's on the uh, the you know the deck with uh, coals or, or gas underneath it, um, and you're making steaks or something like that, it's something totally different. Low that's and slow the... is low and slow is barbecue, and everything else is grilling. Okay, or burning, or or burning, depending on who you are. So basically, this is just to, am I the first one to teach you that? Uh, definitely, yeah. All right, all right. Because in the in the south, low and slow is where it goes. Okay. I haven't been any further south than Indiana. That's not south. I realize that. <laughs> but for where you are, it's south. <laughs> yeah, to, to see, for me, south-south is like Central America. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to stay in the United States, uh, you know, Carolinas is pretty, is pretty south. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they do whole hog barbecue here, low and slow. So, you know, ideally it's going to go on the night before if you want it for the afternoon the next day. Uh, that's another thing I'll keep in mind then, because I wanted to do a pig roast 
this year for my wife's family reunion, but uh, yeah. I just couldn't arrange a pig. It's I had everything else lined up, but okay, maybe start it the, the night before if it's going to be ready for the afternoon evening. Or if you're going to do it, do shoulders. You can do shoulders. They call it a pork butt, but it's actually a shoulder. But do you get a lot of the good crispy skin? You like, do. It just a, yeah, you see, you're going to like whole hog a little bit better, but yeah, it all depends on how you do it. But yeah, you're going to get what you want. You, you can I, find a, look at the grill guys online on YouTube. You're, you watch YouTube. Okay, I'll have to get a little bit more into that next spring. But uh, yeah, when they I do a, a pig... They drinking beer, but they do a lot with grills too. Don't worry. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I can remember as a kid we did some, and uh, it was a whole day of just sitting around drinking beer, and we ended up going water skiing. And while everybody was distracted down at the beach, you could see like 20-foot flames coming off this pig. It was just black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome down here because they'll go. It's so tender from cooking it low, low and slow like that that they literally um, you put on heavy gloves and you literally pull it apart. And they call it a pig picking when they do that. Yeah, so they li- they literally can just pull it apart. It falls right off everything. It's amazing. Yeah, you put a plastic sheet on a picnic table and put it down. Oh, there you go, and just pull it apart. Now with the 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 low and slow, do you get the nice crispy skin? You do because remember you still have one side of it has been laying against where the heat source is, so you are getting the crispy bits on that part. That makes sense. Okay, so you're not moving this thing around. You just it just sits there and stays idle. No, you're you're talking. You got a whole hog. There is no moving it. Because there is no moving it. <laughs> when I've done it, we've done on a on a spit, so it rotates around. Oh, so you're turning it? No, no, no. You're talking here. They'll do in these things. Almost imagine you're looking. That, you know, a grill that would be on your back deck, right? Imagine one that would have to be a foot or two longer than a hog and a foot wider than a hog. And you get an idea how big these things are. And they're only building the things up so they're maybe, you know, a couple hundred degrees. Okay. And then you got all the wood smoking in it and everything else. And you got to keep it stoked with, you know, some, some water in it so you get some good smoke in there too. And, oh, yeah, it's, there's a whole process to it. There are okay. places in North Carolina where you can go out for barbecue and they open, and the place opens with a whole hog, and the place stops serving when they run out of that hog, and they close for the day. That's it. They're I gotta find a place around here like that. They are that old school. You do it right once, and you're done for the day. That's yeah, it. I, I would have to get there early, too, because when we did whole pigs, the first night, all I did was just eat pig skin. That's just... <laughs> Fill up on that because get that fresh because it's only good the first day and then I can eat the rest of the pork afterwards. But uh, well, you know how they are in the the south. You know, you got they call the skin the cracklings. Okay, yeah, yeah, pork cracklings. We used to when mom would make a pork roast and we that always get just a little piece of that. You know, we and we had to eat the rest of dinner before we were uh, you know allowed to eat that because mom knew us. You know, oh, I'm full because I ate my crackle first. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's a it's yeah. Yeah, but I, I love the, I'm not, there are some Southerners where, you know, they live by the expression, you know, for, it's, it's comical, but from the rooter to the tutor, I'm, I'm not that person. <laughs> Just the, the barbecue itself is pretty good for me. <laughs> but there are people that don't waste anything. Um, but uh, the cracklings are, are awesome. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, well, even though it's not quite the right term then, for us, or for you no, Southerners, no, for, for us. Term. It's just for, direct vernacular for where you're at. Yeah. It's just for, different for, down here. So when I hear barbecue, I kind of like, what's he smoking? You know? I, 
I am as I talk to more of you guys on TeamSpeak and and get to know more of you Southern US guys. I am making that transition to think barbecue is that slow cooked meat, whereas you know what we cook out here is just getting it done outside because it's too hot inside to cook. Right, yeah. Matt. Yes. But yes. Uh, to uh, to go with that, I'm gonna uh, we're at a little over an hour here, so. Um, I'll close this out and say that uh, thank you very much for being on the Rancid Meat Barbecue series. Uh, I think it's a little bit more fitting knowing that that I'm using <laughs> the wrong thing. So being the well, first you know, guest, it's been a lot of fun having you here. Rancid, you can cut that part out. It's okay. <laughs> that, no, I'm I'm keeping it all in. It, it'll it'll be great. It, it's all no, good information, it was, it was whether awesome. it's clash related or not. I was I appreciate you letting me share the time with you. It was awesome. No problem at all. And for the Clash Files and uh, everybody out there in the KFAM, I want to thank for giving us your time of day and listening in and pay attention and stay tuned for a few more of these short little episodes to talk about being a Town Hall 10. Visit us at www.theclashfiles.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Clash Files. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, or subscribe to the RSS feed on our website. If you have questions or comments, please tweet us or email us at hosts at theclashfiles.com. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. The Clash Files is Natalia, R. Cooper, Katie, Rancid Meat, and Halligan. The show is edited and produced by Rancid Meat. Our musical director is Jezza. Jamie does all our graphic design. See you next week. And Rancid too. It's the Clash Files. It's an epic win. It's the Clash Files. They give a piece of shot again.
Whoa, whoa, clashes out. 